Wait, I didn't do it. The gun is missing. Whoever's got the gun shot the girl. Yes, I shot her. So it was you. I was going to expose you. I know. So I choose to expose myself. You thought Mr. Scotty was dead, but why? None of you even met the man until tonight. You're Mr. Scotty. Yes. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm a third person. <laughs> so who did I kill? My butler. I'm also here. <laughs> this all has nothing to do with my disappearing nuclear physicist husband or Colonel Mustard's work on the new top secret fusion bomb. No. Communism is just fun fiction. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was worried I wouldn't be able to do the voice <laughs> earlier, but it's just like riding a Tim Curry bike. <laughs> so welcome to Fun Fiction, the show where two idiots ruin that thing you like, and I'm not a very good illusionist. Scotty Moore! And I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife. I'm Megan Danger. <laughs> that, okay, yeah, you're right. That would have been the other one I would have taken. <laughs> So we're talking Clue this week. We sure are. A um, film I had never seen before, but like, you, Clue seems like a film that for the longest time just existed ethereally to me of just like, have you seen Clue? No, but I've heard it's good. And that's just every friend group I've ever been a part of. None of us have seen it, but we've all heard it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's just out there schrodinger's clue <laughs> only because i i brought some information not just about the movie but about like clue the game um have you ever played clue i have not played clue i have not either <laughs> um i did look at like trivia on imdb for the movie and apparently like if you're a big fan of Clue, they stayed real faithful to the source material. Uh, apparently, the entire house was laid out exactly like it is in Clue. The secret, like, passageways all connected the same places they connect in the board game. So, they it was, it was a very faithful adaptation of the board game, I will say. Yeah, that's buck wild. Um... So do you want to start off with, like, my my fun board game history facts or talking about the movie? We'll start with the board, much like real life, we'll start with board game, and then we can move into this Buckwild movie. The, the, the first movie that would be based on a board game, but not the last. Yeah. Looking at you, Battleship. <laughs> Next week on Fun Fiction, Battleship! <laughs> so the board game came out in 1949 in England. In England. Yeah, all right, all right. You want to solve you a mystery with some <laughs> doggos. <laughs> and it was originally known as Cluedo. Yes. Actually, I say originally, it's still known as Cluedo, mm -hmm. pretty sure, which I always thought was the weirdest fucking thing. So it was made by this dude, Anthony E. Pratt. And actually, when he pitched it uh, to this game company... Which has the best name ever. Waddington's. Yeah. Yes, I believe that's where my name came from. Probably. It's just a Waddington. It's so fucking British. Anyway, he originally pitched it with the name Murder. Like with an exclamation point. Sick. And that's fucking dope. Yeah. And they were like, mm, what if we did that, but instead we called it Cluedo? 
because it's a mix of clues, which you're solving, and Ludo, which is a British board game that has nothing to do with this game at all. Was he pitching it to James Corden? What is this boy? <laughs> Hello there! Go show me a little board game, you are, you are! It's called Cluedo, it is, it is. Um, yeah, so then when they took it over to Parker Brothers in America, they were like, what the fuck is that? It's called Clue. We're calling it Clue. The only other, like, the two other, like, significant changes, apparently there's some small rule things that I don't care enough about, is uh, in the British version, the dead body is Dr. Black. And in the American version, it's Mr. Body, because we're all fucking stupid here. <laughs> it's, he's, but he's the body. He's the dead guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, that does also lead me to one of my favorite facts I learned about the film Clue, which is the actor who portrayed Mr. Body was hired entirely because of their name. His oh yeah, Lee, Mr. Leaving. His name is Leaving. So when they announced <laughs> Mr. Body is Leaving, it would make sense because he died. This movie's fucking stupid, <laughs> dude. It's it's so good. Uh, the only other difference that I thought was just interesting because I don't know, I can't find out why is uh, Mr. Green is Reverend Green in like every other version, but the American one. Okay, yeah, he's Mr. Oh, yeah, he's the gay one, but not really. Well, and also not in the game. It just, I, like, I was just wondering, was it like, we can't have a man of God suspected of murder? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'll bet you that's what it is. That was 100% what it is. And then, uh, so before it was the movie or maybe around the same time i don't fucking know so yeah there's books there's mobile or there's the game there's mobile game there's books there's books scotty oh no books plural oh no and each one is a puzzle like there's a mystery you gotta solve and it is usually the death of mr body um but he's always fine again at the end like, in each subsequent book, he explains, like, nah, this is how I made it out okay. And it's always, like, the same suspects and stuff, but it's, like, a different mystery. And, you know, you gotta solve it before you get to the end of the book. Uh, but it's amazing, because the implication is just these six people keep trying to fucking kill him, and he keeps inviting them over his house. It is like it is like a much weirder version of Wile E. Coyote and the Roadrunner, if there yes. were six Wile E. Coyotes. <laughs> And they wanted the Roadrunner's money. Yeah. <laughs> so that that tickled me. And then there's other, some other adaptational things, but I'm not going to bring them up yet. Um, we could talk about them later. I'm sorry, I'm on the trivia page on IMDb, and I really do love this trivia, this little piece of trivia crack. Tim Curry has a one-word line that he uses both in Clue and in Rocky Horror Picture Show. In both films, he says... Coming. That's it. That's the whole fun fact is that he, Tim Curry says coming in two coming. movies. Coming. Thought it was gonna. Bet you're all shaking with anticip. Coming. Patient. <laughs> so should is there anything else we could say about the board game Clue? Because I don't think you can. It's there. Uh, they tried to, like, modernize it or something in the early 2000s, and it made everyone very upset. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no one liked that. 
And then there's a there's a TV miniseries, but again, I can't talk about it yet. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, well, back to things that make me upset in the movie itself. Um, <laughs> Professor Plum works for the World Horth World Horth Organization. <laughs> the world Maxi. <laughs> Gorsh, son, we're gonna solve us a mystery. <laughs> At the World Horth Organization. <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> have you looked up the latest COVID protocols, Maxie? <laughs> Goof- not even ten minutes in. <laughs> Goofy sees Max about to walk into a Publix without a mask, and he just hears in the distance. As <laughs> he runs towards him with a mask. Um. So Professor Plum works for the World Health Organization as a part of the United Nations Organization, which means that he works for... You know who. I hate it. I hate it so much. It's so good. It's just, it's just a great, it's just a really good campy movie. Um, Like everything everyone says is a double entendre. Yeah. Uh, Michael McKean is there. <laughs> Being surprisingly like, not the word, I do want to do a tier list of the characters, because Clue is basically okay. just like, the characters and also someone dies at some point. Like, there's not really, I mean, there is a plot, but it's just an unfolding mystery that I don't want to look at our audience and be like, this film's really good, we're about to fucking ruin it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is just like, goofballs going from room to room and occasionally there are bodies. Speaking of ruining the ending, though, before we do the tier list, um, I don't think it's ruining specifically because this is pretty much a known thing at this point. At least I would assume so. Yeah. There are three endings. <laughs> and I, I appreciated that a lot because for me, like as I go through this movie, I am actively trying to just solve the mystery and I'm like, OK, it's this person. No, wait, it's this person. Oh, it'd be cool if it was this. Like I'm trying to figure out how this is going to all tie up into a pretty package. And uh, lucky for me, uh, almost everyone that I came up with came true because of the multiple <laughs> endings. It's just so insane to me that, like, what, this came out in, like, 1985, I think? Um, yeah. That depending on what, like, what theater you saw at what time or whatever... You saw a different ending, and so you could be like, you know, talking to your friend and be like, yeah, did you go see Clue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what, uh, man, it was wild about how, like, you know, whoever was, like, the murderer, and then your friend would be like, excuse me? That wasn't the murderer. <laughs> That's not who that was. Um, yeah, that was um, a ploy from the director. He was like, this is going to be a great idea because people will go back to see the movie three times and certain theaters were even advertising like we're playing ending a or ending b or something like that uh however it turns out that no one wants to just go see the same exact movie three times in theaters <laughs> so that that didn't work out too well for them at that point it's just so unhinged of a of a plot though i love i just uh, I I would I would have put like a moratorium on theaters being like we're showing ending A. It's like fuck you, don't say anything. Yeah, keep it a secret, you idiot. Don't snitch. I think the thing I love about this movie the most is the fact that it is two movies. It the first movie is a traditional mystery, and that takes about forty five minutes. Then the rest of the movie is Tim Curry telling you the movie you just watched, and that's yeah. somehow better than the movie itself. So 
is just a coked up Tim Curry running around this house like, and then the chef got knifed in the back. <laughs> He's the butler. He buttles. He buttled. That line killed me. I buttle. <laughs> yes, but what do you do? I buttle. Should we do a? We can do a little tier list at, at this point. I'm gonna save him for last because I know where we're gonna put our precious boy, <laughs> Mrs. Peacock. Mrs. Peacock sucks. I hate her so much. I actively, I was the whole movie, I'm like, someone kill this bitch. Please, just someone murk this woman right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and that's the thing. The actress uh, whose name I cannot remember. Uh, Eileen Brennan. Is, is amazing. Yeah, yeah. Because she, the husband's Peacock sucks so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what else is she in? Because I'm looking at, like, pictures of her when she's young, and she definitely looks very familiar. But I don't... Re- Off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you. Okay, well, on to uh, our our next subject, Mrs. White. Bad bitch. Absolute and bad bitch. Yeah. That's what? That's Madeline Kahn, I think? I believe that one's Madeline Kahn, yeah. Yeah, I love, I love her. She's so fucking funny. Yeah, no, she's... <laughs> I think A? I, I, yeah, B or, a or B. Okay, I'll put her at, I think at A. Um, All right. Michael McKean, a.k.a. Mr. Green. Oh, Mr. Green's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> he's just real boring, ain't he? Yeah, but he's... There was a thing uh, that apparently they all were cracking each other up so much. Oh, I read about this. Yeah, that at the beginning of each take that he would be like, try to get everybody to be like, something terrible has happened to try to get everybody like yeah, back. Just to get everybody. Something terrible has happened terrible to hear happened. We may be laughing at it now, but it's real for these people. Uh, we guess we should also discuss that technically... And two for two separate endings of this movie. He is our homosexual representation. And it's it that's, that literally sounds like some that fucking like supernatural shit. Like Destiel is canon, but only in Spanish. Like, <laughs> Mr. Green is gay, but only in endings A and B. <laughs> but it's true, because they're all being like blackmailed for stuff, and his blackmail is is that he's a he's a dirty homo um <laughs> except in the the one ending where he delivers my favorite line and it's like i think it's the last line of the movie it is i'm going to go home and sleep with my wife <laughs> it's okay citizens i'm not a real gay congratulations you've seen clue three times you've unlocked my heterosexuality <laughs> Uh, no, I love him. I put him in A, in a tier. Okay, I'll, I'll throw him up in A tier. I had him in B, but I'll put him up there. Um, Professor Plum. Uh, Christopher Lloyd at perhaps his most unlikable. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because like most of these actors, there's another actor in here who I also like a lot. And I had to mentally separate them away from their character to realize, oh, no, this character actually sucks ass, don't they? <laughs> I think either B or C. He's a very depraved man. I'd put him in C tier. All right. Well, why don't we move on to my next boy, Colonel Mustard? <laughs> he's not as bad as Peacock, but man, he is lecherous, ain't he? He's a, yeah, he's a horny boy. The first thing you see is him just 
creeping up on the the maid of the house. Speaking of, let's move on to the maid. She's real fucking hot. Uh, their fun fact about her, um, apparently that they had in mind Jennifer, Jason Lay, Lee, who I'm not that familiar with, Demi Moore, Madonna, all considered for the role of a vet. Eager to earn the part, Colleen Camp went to her audition in a French maid costume. The writer and director, Jonathan Lynn, admitted that although he was impressed with her comedic acting skills, it was her well-endowed figure that ultimately convinced him. Quoted as saying, There was, there was no avoiding it. She was also quoted as saying, I got this idea for a mystery. <laughs> Yeah, I got to see you workshop this joke in the Discord already. <laughs> There's this maid, you see, but she's just got the biggest pizonga dolls. <laughs> just incredible baboinka dolls. Unrelated, un- only the most tangentially related. <laughs> but because it, it, it was the meme that you're making fun of, the meme that I thought of. I was, when we were just in, uh, I was just in Portland with RJ. And one of the places we walked by, it was Madame Lazonga's tarot card readings. And I just started fucking dying. And I was just like, what? what? I'm like, there's this tarot card reader, but she's got these massive lazongas. <laughs> these big lazonga doings. I think um, I would put her in like... B tier and her bazongas in S tier. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I can do that in tier maker. <laughs> I just cut. I don't know if you should be able to do it in life either. But here we are. <laughs> um, let's see. Random cop who gets locked into a room and then talks to the president. I believe. Or no, he talks to Herbert Hoover, I think. Hey, bud, guess who forgot what presidents are for a minute there? (laughs) Uh, No, it's yeah, J. Edgar Hoover, not Herbert Hoover. Yeah, J. Edgar Hoover, that's right. Herbert Hoover is a president. J. Edgar Hoover is not. Okay, good. But he is the communism man. So now we've cleared up everything because now I now know what president I thought was calling. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, we're both stupid. Okay, um... (laughs) I kind of feel for him, to be honest with you, that poor guy. Yeah, and what is it that he thinks they're having, like, an orgy or something? Yeah, he's like, this is all legal, and he's like, it's a free... <laughs> Wadsworth's like, Arr. It's a free country. <laughs> I didn't know that free, man. <laughs> I think B-tier, put him with bazongas. Sure. Okay. Um, let's see, who do who have I... Miss Scarlet. She's so good. She's very she fun. Is. She's very fun, and she's a fucking smoke show. <laughs> I think I'm between A and S. I don't know if she's our first S tier, though. I would put Miss Scarlet in S tier. Okay. She's really fucking... I love where... What is it? That they talk about who would have murdered the cook, and she's like, dinner wasn't that bad. And it's like, how can you make these jokes? Someone's dead. It's my defense mechanism. <laughs> Some of us make light of murder to cope. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of the chef... Did they do anything of note? Like, why are they on this list? They 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 die. They do die real good. They do die real good. I'm gonna give it a D. Sure. Why not? Um, the singing telegram girl. S <laughs> tier. S tier. <laughs> uh, that is actually also the rhythm guitarist for the Go Go's. Well, I mean, what's his face? Mister Body is also. The lead singer of a, a punk rock band called Fear. Yeah, 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 
And he's in Streets of Fire as, like, gang member number three. Hey! <laughs> That's what I know him from. One day I'm going to make you watch Streets of Fire. I I want I want to put singing Telegram Girl high, but she really didn't do much. She did less than the cook did. Yeah, but it was really funny. It was A tier. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't think that's Mr. Bu- who the f- oh, this is the um, random guy who just shows up to the house and then gets murdered. That's nothing. The, the, yeah, the guy who came up in the fedora and was like, can I use your cell phone? And- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying like this is not this is nothing of a character. Oh, yeah. He's a non Actually, I'm going to use him to represent Mr. Body because at least he's not on this list somehow. Oh, poor, poor leaving. Correct. So yeah, uh, if it's Mr. Body, I'm probably like B. Maybe he's pretty fun for all the two seconds that he's there. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that I have against the spoiler alert third ending, which I'm going to try to tiptoe around as much as possible with this, is the fact that Mr. Body. The actual, the dead one, it was kind of a dick in the beginning as well. So if he was just there to be a a warm person the entire time, he was living his role. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'll give it B tier. I just looked at the picture of Christopher Lloyd as Professor Plum and he looked disappointed in me that I've not put anybody on his level in C tier. (laughs) Um, And then I believe joining our fair lady in S tier will be Wadsworth. Well, yes. yes, obviously, yes. He's so. This might be my favorite Tim Curry performance. It's definitely up there for me. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love it. It's so. Oh, it's just so delightful. I mean, like the best part of the movie. I mean, I already said it for me is the forty-five minutes where he just retells the entire movie. And the moment I realized, oh no, the film's over. We're at the endings, and then I realized, wait a minute, that means I get to hear him do it three more times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then we ran over here to this building over here, and then we were in this room where he stabbed this one, and then with the scandal, and then it's like the fucking Benny Hill ass music. It's so good. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was. It was a very good movie. I. I, it also goes by, like, super fast. I guess, it, like, because it's an hour and 30 minutes, but 30 minutes of it are different endings. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it, it is a speed demon to get through. Did you know, and this will be the one ending I guess we will talk about, there's a fourth one that they did? Oh? Oh, and this one I will, in fact, uh, spoil because it doesn't exist. Um, Wadsworth committed all of the murders in the fourth ending out of a twisted need for perfection in his life. He reveals that he poisoned everyone with a slow-acting toxin in their drinks and ends with Wadsworth being murdered by dogs as he attempts to escape by car. Murdered by dogs? dogs so he he drives away in the car and then like the two Mm. dogs from the beginning of the movie like peek in and then just start (laughs) assaulting him which is like a weird oh no dogs they're biting my limbs my worst enemy dogs no (laughs) (laughs) going to go to the one animal not corrupted by capitalism dogs dogs Oh, I peaked the mic. Oh, I've been peeking my mic this whole time. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the Skype recording or what, but it's not enjoying me today. Uh, any other big nuts we have on Clue? Big nuts on Clue? Big nuts on Clue. <laughs> 
Big nuts out for Clue, everybody. That's, yeah. That's the hot boy summer version of eyebrows on fleek, nuts on Clue. <laughs> no, not really. Damn, girl, these nuts so good, they'll make you go, yeah. <laughs> Tim Curry pick she, she buttle on my Wadsworth till I Clue. Is that anything? <laughs> Oh, this is all I want now. It's nothing but just Tim Curry bad pickup lines. All right, should we get into... I feel like we're both very eager to get into the fan fiction section because we both committed big crime this week. Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's let's make like the movie Clue and just get to the good shit. Yeah. Um, so, did you do you want to go first, or would you like me to go first? It does. I can go first. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I had a very difficult time with this uh, because I'm like, how the fuck do you write fan fiction about a goddamn board game? Um, and I, I did. I started where I often do, where I don't know what to do, and I go on to archive of our own. Um, and for the most part, any fanfics on there about Clue are either like set dressing. For people to dump in, like you know, characters yeah. from other shit. Um, it's good for that. It would be really good. It for is. That. Oh yeah, no, it's it's perfect for that. So it makes sense. Or what if Clue but gay? There's there's a lot of Mrs. White, Mrs. Red going on. I can um, see it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm not gonna do that. I don't want to do that. And so then I was like, okay. What if I I do the the evil thing that I I frequently try to do and make a young hip clue for a new generation? Except it turns out that exists already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that already happened. Yeah, in 2011, they made a clue miniseries where it's a bunch of kids and they gotta solve they gotta solve a murder. Uh, before I actually like get to my fanfic. I have to read you a couple of these bios of like of the characters as they are posted on Wikipedia. I'm sorry, like please tell me it's original clue names, but now they're baby, like little Tibby Mustard. <laughs> no, it's worse. Okay. Seamus. Rebel without a cause, an attitude to spare. Seamus has been kicked out of three schools, and he definitely doesn't go to Lakeside Prep with the rest of the Clue crew. He's got mad skateboard skills and gets everywhere on his deck, but free time is tight because he works at a bus as that. He works as a busboy at a hotel after school. Rumor has it Seamus runs with the Green Scene, a super cool and exclusive street art crew. So they'll call him Mr. Green sometimes. I hate it. I was waiting for like a weird dark turn of like, also, he has a childhood leukemia. Anyways. <laughs> no, no, you gotta let me read a couple. I'm not gonna read all of them because there's too many, yeah. but I, these, these three are the best ones. Liz Handley, hottie with, and again, I want to emphasize, I am just reading this straight off Wikipedia. Okay. Hottie with a heart of gold. She lives life with the volume cranked. Always on the move, changing plans, and somehow finding herself in the spotlight wherever she goes. But she's not totally into herself. She's got a really good soul to match that killer smile. Adopted at birth, she retains a House of Scarlet necklace from her birth parents. Because she's Miss Scarlet. <laughs> 
I hate this show. I hate this. <laughs> I'm so bad that they beat me to this. Here's the last one. Dimitri Grant. Dimitri is varsity everything. And on Lakeside's Dean's List, too. His dad's a major mogul, so Dimitri's whole future is mapped out. That's a lot of pressure. So how does he blow off steam? He's into a multiplayer strategy game called M-U-S-T-A-R-D, like with dots after each one. No. Missions. Mustard Missions. No. And he's the only one on his server at the kernel level. No! <laughs> no! Also, by the way, if I didn't already know about this from Discord, you could have easily come on this show today, read that, and I would have been fully convinced you had made it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's, it, but, but it's completely straight. Like, that was, and so yeah, the kids, like, solve a fucking murder. I don't know. So I was livid yeah. that that existed already. And so then I was like, all right, all right. Um, okay, what about, like... Something like in the opposite, like like it's really cute. Instead of trying to be like young and hip or whatever, it's something like cute and and stupid, like a Muppet Babies kind of thing that exists already. It's called Clue Junior. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's you know, like it's a board game, but you have to find it's the case of the missing cake. Who stole the cake, Scotty? Who took the cake and then who fucking the who stabbed Grandma and then took the cake? <laughs> And they also have a bunch of books too. Yeah. <laughs> who 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 committed this grisly murder? <laughs> um, and so then I'm like sitting here trying to be like, okay, um, maybe I could do a song. Like I'm not good at that, but that might be kind of fun. I don't know, like a musical thing. There's a clue musical. Um, <laughs> or maybe I could do like some kind of updated like, okay, uh, but it's like quarantine, and so everybody's j- doing the murder, like trying to figure out who the murderer is, but it's over. A Zoom call. No, that's nothing. Yeah, actually, you know what? There's a video on YouTube, Cluvid19, a musical parody. It came out in 2020. It's also, and I won't dox where I work at, but it is also something I do at my job currently. <laughs> this is true. You do you do virtual escape rooms, which are basically the same thing. And murder mysteries. Ah, okay. Yeah, I've only done the one where I have to escape from your terrible room. <laughs> so... Yeah, no, I was just getting incredibly fucking frustrated. And, like, it got to the point where I was just like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, how is this even supposed to work? What is the... Oh, no, what's... Everyone at home, something terrible has happened. Megan has gone off the Skype. I think, I believe a bit might be being set up at this point, and it's taking them a little bit longer than they thought. Scotty. Oh, hi. <laughs> it's me, Inspector McGuffin. Oh, hello. I need you to help me solve this most horrible murder of one Megan Danger. Oh, no. <laughs> Megan got <laughs> murdered, y'all. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so sad. Megan got murdered just just so brutally. So brutally. Yeah, real bad, <laughs> Inspector Marvels. Inspector <laughs> McGuffin. I'm sorry. Scotty Moore. Now, I've gathered all the possible suspects together, along with some of the tools what might have been used to commit this dark and terrible deed. 
However, I'm just a bumbling and generally incompetent member of Her Majesty's Scotland Yard Secret Service, what what? <laughs> so that's where you come in. You'll follow the clues, put the pieces together, and find the culprit. And I'll stand off to the side and say things like, Core, blind, <laughs> and, oh, well, I don't know about that one, me old son. And, of course, by Jove, Scotty Moore, you've done it again. The possible weapons by which Megan Danger may have met their tragic and ignoble end are as follows. Candlestick. Rope. Knife. Lead pipe. Revolver. Wrench. Microphone stand what's covered in fresh blood. <laughs> oh, okay. I was literally writing down the names. I feel like I've got a good theory as to which one's gonna do it i also oh they they told me you was a clever one they did i really do appreciate how you announced all of the weapons like it was super smash brothers wrench <laughs> candlestick <laughs> i'll bring in each suspect so they can introduce themselves oh, to you no. and then you can ask them whatever you like so you can figure out who done it with the clues the clues. Yeah, guys. yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's Cluedo for you, but yeah. <laughs> the clues, though. You gotta solve them clues, though, Scotty. I hate this so much. <laughs> I know it's always sad when a life is cut down before it's time. All right, he's the first suspect. You're like Pinky and the Brain at once. <laughs> Why, hello there. My name is Mrs. White. Oh, hello, Miss. And I'm Hi. A yes. Did you do it? No, what could ever make you suspect such a thing? My God, even the very thought. You see, I'm just a wealthy socialite gad about town. I'm, uh, I'm invited to only the finest parties in town. And, well, you see, the last time that I saw Megan, we were at the, the hot spot in town, the Clackamas Club, last Saturday night when they stole my dance partner. But, of course, I don't hold it against them. That would be uh, a petty and terrible thing to do, even though they were extremely rude and they butted me off the dance floor before they proceeded to execute all kinds of very advanced and sexual dance moves. Yep, that sounds exactly like Megan. That's definitely <laughs> Megan what did that. Hey, who was your dance partner? Someone? It's not important. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> well, it's good to know that you really care about them, and that's really going to be a driving force behind your character, how much you love this dance partner. Uh, well, you see, you got to understand, they humiliated me in front of the entire Clackabus Club. Now, how do you spell that? C-L-A-C-K-A-M-A-S. Club. Oh, uh, no, I meant club. <laughs> 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 uh, what's it feel like to take a man's life from uh, them? Well, I wouldn't know a thing like that. Now, I do keep a small snub-nosed 38 special revolver in my little hand purse because, well, it's dangerous to be a modern woman out on the streets on her own, but well, that doesn't mean I killed anyone. Okay, well, good. We know it wasn't a handgun that killed them, so you're out. Get out. I'm out. And with that in mind, I uh, must decline your offer. <laughs> well, goodbye, then. <laughs> Hello. My name is uh, Mr. Green. Is it? Yeah, well, okay. When I came to country, my name was Mr. Grupan Southenstaff. 
Uh, what's up? How you doing? How's it hanging? Not great. It is it is hanging very sadly. I am suspected of murder. Yeah, I know. I know how that is. Um, did you do it, or like, are you cool? No, I would not kill a man since coming to this country. I leave that life behind me, but I am suspect, I believe, because, Megan, they took something from me. Something, something very dear. Was it a dance partner? No. No. Not, not so, so fleeting a thing as a partner of dance. Nintendo DS? No. Mm, what was it? The best parking spot. At the Ikea. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. It's very important because you think, you know, when you are moving the big piece of furniture out to your car that you are going to take home and assemble in your house, you you want to have the ideal parking space. And they they totally, they sniped. I had my blinker on yes. and everything and they, they, they sniped it from me. Full, full on sniped it. Yeah, that's exactly how Megan does. Just sexual dancing at clubs and stealing people's parking spots at the Ikea. They don't even shop at the Ikea. They just get off stealing parking spots. I, I hear they go in there, they eat the meatballs and then they leave. Yeah. Well, uh, do you, uh, where were you the current, well... Actually, now that I'm realizing this, all of you are currently in Megan's apartment. So the whole where were you the night of the murder thing is kind of rough for all of you at this point. Yeah, it's not good. It, it, <laughs> things, things could be looking better for me. I believe the inspector suspects me because of big lead pipe I keep in trunk. Okay, well, <laughs> you know, but you know, bud, that's 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 rough. I know how it is. Um, you know what? I'm gonna keep your number in mind, but I'm I'm not. I don't I don't think it was you. Da da. Okay. Dos vidanias, Scotty Moore. Yep, you're welcome. <sighs> okay, I don't even know what I'm doing here. You but fucking like, so... did it. You did it. <laughs> no. no, I'm I'm Mrs. Peacock. Okay. Yeah, you fucking did it. You're going to oh jail. Oh my god. Oh my god. I can't believe you. This is this is ridiculous. This is just as if this day was not bad enough. I had to come over here because I had to fix this bitch's washing machine again. Again. I'm the super for this apartment, you see. Okay. And Megan kept putting weird shit in their washing machine and breaking it. They're like, no, no, it's gonna, it's like a thing for YouTube. It's called, will it wash? And the answer is no, it won't fucking wash. It will break your washing machine. And then I have to come and fix it again. So what did they put in the washing machine at this point? Like, was it a, was it a sticky mess or like a heavy mess? Like a, like a brick? Um, they put a blender because they're like, oh, it's like an homage to like, will it blend? We're going to put blenders in the washing machine. And it's like, no, you're just going to break the washing machine. And they're like, oh, we're going to put jam in the washing machine. And it's like, oh, can it like wash the jam? And I was like, that doesn't even make sense as a bit. And they said, yeah, I know. I've just been like really tired lately and feeling very creatively burned out. And I was like, look, you know, I get that. Like we're living in late stage capitalism. There's still like the pandemic. There's like a lot going on, but also quit putting shit and your washing machine. Yeah, man, same thing with me. When I get emotionally burned out, I just start shoving bricks and jam into washing machines until I feel better again. One time it took me 10 months in 80 washing machines, but finally I felt good after a while. Well, I'm glad that I'm not your fucking super, or I might have murdered you, but I did not murder 
Megan, I know that I'm a suspect because all of my tools that I'm used to like fix things, I mean, you know, they're big blunt objects. Like uh, I have like I've got a wrench. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I, you know, like I'm getting rent from them. Why would I kill them? I mean, I have to like, okay, like we need to wrap this up like really quick because I've got like three more apartments yeah, that my fi- I need my, to go my to. My fix pretty long. You're right. <laughs> Probably need to wrap this up. <laughs> we need to keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> keep this bit moving. Oh. No. <laughs> my name is Professor Clam. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. How you doing, buddy? You're real little. I know. I'm just. But I'm I'm the professor. Can I like? And I know this is weird because like you might have killed. Can I pet you? I'm a little bit sticky, but the hell. All right. That. Oh, that. It, oh, that is not the texture I expected. All out of that. Oh, that's that's bad. No one ever does. All right. Well, buck buckaroo. What's your name, pal? Professor Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. It just seems like that's not a name you should have. (laughs) Uh, 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 People don't take me very seriously. Why do they call you Professor Plum? Or was that your Christian-born name? Because I'm a tenured professor, you son of a bitch. Okay, but Plum is just like your Jesus name. Yes, that's my Jesus came down from (laughs) on high. And he gave me that name. He said, you're Plum. Now go forth and be a, and teach, be a professor. And I said, okay, Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, did you kill Megan? I won't arrest you if you did. It's cool. No, even though they gave me a very low rating and rate my professor, I still did not kill so them. So what are you, what are you, te- what are you a professor of? Rope. Just rope? All right. Um. Yeah, you're cool. You're good to leave. Goodbye. I I love you. Love you too, bud. Like, yeah. I don't even care if you did this murder. You're you're fucking sick. I'm gonna arrest the other bitch. (laughs) Well, hello there, Scotty Moore. Have I met you yet? I'm not sure if you were your. No, no, you haven't. Shit. Okay, wait. Hang on. Let me try that again. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, this was Mrs. White. I came back into the room again. I'm leaving now. I do declare, now I'm someone you haven't met yet. Okay, hi, how are- There's a lot of people in this room. <laughs> you gotta, you, you gotta work with me All here. five of them in the room when the murder happened. We are, we are not practicing social distancing. Yeah, um, well, you know, that's dangerous. That could kill somebody, but that's something you've got experience with, isn't it? Why, no. I couldn't, I could never even hurt a fly, you see. In fact, all I... Damn it! <laughs> Got the bitch. <coughs> no, I... All I care about is living out on a, a plantation and getting the vapors and also uh, collecting my antiques, you see. Now, when you say plantation, you mean you're cool, right? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know, am I? Oh, okay, yes, I don't know. I don't know what kind of fiction I've decided to craft here. <laughs> Maybe I'm racist. (laughs) What I do know is I love my antiques more than anything else. And there was a beautiful pair of antique candlesticks that were up for auction. They were shaped like giant, well-sculpted phalluses. Yeah. 
big, veiny, beautiful, turgid, bronze candlesticks. And you are sure these are candlesticks? Well, you can light them on fire. You, well, you could light a lot of things on fire. It doesn't make them a candlestick. <laughs> you, sure, you sure can, Scotty Moore. <laughs> oh, I don't like you either. <laughs> I, well, I was I was trying to get the to bid the candlesticks, but you know who outbid me? Oh, I'm willing to make a bet at this point. <laughs> that that snake in the grass make a danger. Okay, yeah, that sounds about right. They knew that I wanted those candlesticks for my erotic candlestick collection. Mm-hmm. And they bid out right out from under me. So, but that does not mean that I beat them to death with those dick-shaped candlesticks. Right. Okay, so let's see. I'm more learning more about Megan than anyone else. They love to dance erotically at clubs, uh, steal parking spaces from Ikea, and are just a huge fan of dick-shaped candlesticks. Um, awesome. Well... Buckaroo, at this point, it's just kind of a judgment of which one of y'all I like the least, and I'm probably between racist dick grandma or uh, California bitch. Well, I'll just be on my way. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were still in the room. Oh, yeah. I was standing right in front of you while you were doing this. It's okay. I find it kind of hot. I hate it. Yeah. There's a lot of things wrong with me, yep, that, but I don't think murder's one of them. No, I think that tipped the scales. I think you just tipped the scales out of your favor. <laughs> hey, uh, like, have I got any more suspects or is that my five? Uh, there's just me left. I'm Colonel Mustard. Oh, okay. You sound and look a lot like Megan. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. People say that, I guess. Yeah. You seem pretty chill. Yeah, I just, um, I just really hate Megan Danger. Yo, I feel that. Um, yeah. Their, their, like, whole personality just really rubs me the wrong way. Like, like, come on. Yeah. You know? Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, like, woof. I don't know. Like, you got a cool vibe. I think my fans would dig this vibe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's cool. I mean, like, look. The inspector thinks that I might have stabbed them, like, with a knife, on account of this big knife I always carry with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, ah, ah this was ah, a big ah. hassle, you know? Seriously, like, I got stuff to do today. Yeah. All right, well, did you do, did you do it? I mean, nah, probably not. Okay, we're cool then. All right, cool. See ya. High five? High five. Yeah. <laughs> So, Scotty! Oh, I forgot that's who you were. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's me again, Inspector McGuffin, from before. You've spoken to all the suspects and heard about all their clues, though. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Do you know who murdered Megan Danger? I mean, the first person on camera from the seat Megan was in before... With suddenly a bloody microphone in front of them, was you? Oh, cool, blimey! <laughs> I don't know about that one, my son. Dad? <laughs> and also, your hands are bloody. Like I feel like this is a twist. It's either all of you or just specifically you. Boy, Joe, Scotty, boy, you've done it again. <laughs> That's right. Lock him up, you. 
You did it, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> It's what happens every time you solve a murder. The person comes back to life. (laughs) Yeah, I get right back up and I say, you did it. Congrats. Um, You solved my clue puzzle. (laughs) Was, did I, was that actually your, like, your outcome was who did, who did it in your actual fiction? Or was I correct? I I was either, I was, I was honestly going to roll with almost whatever you said. Uh, (laughs) The actual uh, thing, if it was going to end up. That way was uh, it was like murder on the Orient Express and they all got together and beat me to death with my mic stand. OK, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> because, because I'm just a horrible person. <laughs> I did enjoy that part of the fiction just as it went on. It just got worse. The type of person you are. <laughs> I just really wanted an excuse to make you have to look me in the eye while I make those fucking voices. Oh, fuck. Okay, well, on to my fan fiction. What did, what did you do, Scotty? So, I mean, I've already talked about it quite a bit on the show. I really enjoyed the ending. Because, like, my biggest issue with most mysteries is either they don't say enough or they say, like, too much. And Clue really rides that line perfectly for me of the first 45 minutes is the mystery. And then afterwards, if you didn't pick up on all the clues, dough. Uh, you'll have, you've got old Tim Curry there to wrap everything up in a little bow. So I thought, what if I took Tim Curry and put him in other mysteries? And I thought about like famous mysteries and famous like unsolved crimes that people, uh, you know, people, no one knows who actually did this thing. And so I decided to put Tim Curry into one of those mysteries and we're gonna oh i'm so excited we're gonna hope uh he sorts things out and i will say this has there are two mysteries kind of at play here so let me and i tried to agatha christie it i actually tried to write like a mystery person that's that's great because i can't write a mystery which is why i didn't yeah The eight individuals stand, horrified, in the midst of what would soon become an active crime scene. Their hands shuffled across their forms, attempting to find some sort of distraction from this new reality they lived in. They fidgeted with their keys, twirled their hair, tugged at their shirts, but the interesting thing was that while their hands were quite actively performing an interpretive dance of their own anxieties across their bodies, their feet remained frozen in place, each of them terrified to move a single inch, although I guess you'd be terrified to move too if you were surrounded by millions of shards of razor-sharp glass, your only form of egress to be through pain and blood. Eight of them in total. There was Mrs. Green. She was in the back, balancing her shop's bookkeeping when she heard the commotion began. She rushed out nervously, asking if her customers were okay before staring forward at the horror in front of her. Her shop destroyed, her legacy tarnished. Then there was Natalia Bunn, a data analyst who lived just a few blocks away. She came down looking for some new clothes for a weekend trip she and a few girlfriends were taking, but she wasn't sure if she could even attend anymore after seeing what she did that day. Did anyone see? She finally spits out in shock before looking around the room at the rest of those eight individuals. She sees a store clerk named Donald perched next to Danny Grounds, a former firefighter who now found himself fighting for his consciousness. He was the closest to the front of the store when the impact came. 
He managed to mostly avoid the shock, but did gain a nasty cut above his eyebrow, which was currently being nursed to by <laughs> nursed to by Nurse Crouch and Dr. Bend of a local medical facility. They were hot for each other, but they would never admit it. In another world, I'd like to imagine this story was about the love between them that bloomed over a hot summer and hotter drinks, but unfortunately, that's not how the story plays out for those two. At least not today. They, they're gone. A young man named Trey Hombres comments as the dust begins to settle around them and things begin to come into view, but unfortunately that clarity leads to more questions than answers. You see, the front of Mrs. Green's establishment had rapidly become the back of the establishment when the front window of her store was busted into a thousand tiny pieces and flung forward at a violent pace, nearly slicing the cheek of Nurse Crouch, who was finally getting up to her feet, bringing Danny with her. Someone call the cops. We've got to find them. They could have killed someone. Natalia comments, her calm demeanor turning into rage as she realized that if any one of those individuals were standing mere inches closer to that door, they would be dead right now. The individual responsible for this activity was a madman and he needed to be stopped. Mrs. Green also began to fume, skipping past the five stages of grief over her beloved store and headed straight towards rage. Whose car is this? She finally screamed out as they all stared forward at the object of Mrs. Green's destruction. Violently piercing through the store, shattered glass scattered across its hood, pouring into its seats. Trey Hombres attempts to make a move towards the car, thinking he could find the driver's information hidden inside the glove compartment, when finally one last voice speaks up, the voice of the eighth man in that building. Yes, please. Whoever did this heinous act on this perilous evening on the eve of the weekend, please reveal yourself. We ensure we shan't be angered by your actions if you would simply confess. The room falls silent as everyone stares at him with confusion. What? Who are you? What are you doing here? Mrs. Green asks. I am the butler, madam. I bottle. Yes, but you're also... Dressed like a giant hot dog. There it is. <laughs> and that was the first mystery, was seeing how long <laughs> Megan would go until they realized what I was doing. Like, be before Tim Curry showed up, but not too much <laughs> before that. Like, it was, I was sitting here, and then I was like, wait, no, the car, god damn it. <laughs> You're also dressed like a giant hot dog. I hardly see how that's relevant. Sir, that is clearly your car, Natalia Bunn comments, pointing a finger towards the man. Assumedly, Bunn was referring to the fact that the car that currently found itself jutting its form through the store's front entryway was in fact also shaped like a giant hot dog. Wait, so is, is this inserting Tim Curry into other mysteries, or is it just what if Tim Curry was the guy in the I think you should leave now sketch? The biggest <laughs> mystery of all... We're all trying to find who did this. <laughs> We're all trying to find out who did, did this. this. Unfortunately, as far as this writer can tell, Bun was simply jumping to conclusions. Wrong, the hot dog man responds. Someone call the police. Mrs. Green implores one of the other customers in her store, but lucky for her, she had an expert already inside the building. One of the greatest detectives the world had ever known. They had... The hot dog man. Hmm, calling the police. An interesting idea. 
turn this obstruction of justice into simply another dog and pony show for the local youths to take a gander at on their way to play some basketball. Let Johnny Law stand around twiddling his thumbs pretending to be somebody. Or alternately, we do things the right way. The jolly way. The English way. What are you proposing? Nurse Crouch asks, biting her lip. In the romantic drama of her life, a new character just stepped forward and his name was Hot Dog Man. Dr. Ben notices the look in Crouch's eye and grows just that bit more jealous. We shall form a team and find the rapscallion responsible for these actions on this eve and we shall dispatch with him ourselves. Perhaps even removing his bare bottom from his trousers and giving him a hefty whipping. Perhaps you could do it, sir. Not gonna happen. Dr. Bend responds, a growing envy brewing in his stomach for the hot dog man, but also perhaps lust. No one's getting spanked in my store. Mrs. Green cuts the this conversation off before it got too erotic. But just as she says that, a shocking re revelation shoots through the mind of the HDM himself, who pulls out a pipe and lights it before sitting down. Do you know what's just occurred to me? He puffs away on his pipe in disbelief as the rest of the store surrounds him. Before we entered this store on this evening, none of us knew each other's faces. We did not so he's, know he's each- He's turning into Laszlo Kreeksworth. <laughs> Oh, no, no, I'm just going to have to roll with it. I'm not going to try to find Tim again. He's gone. He's just got to keep moving. Finding Curry, the Scotty Moore story. <laughs> yes, we did not know each other's identities. For all we know, this menace to society could have been hiding amongst us all along. It could, for all intensive purposes, be any one of us. No, it can't. You're dressed like a hot dog. <laughs> Dr. Bend once again reiterates, not letting his newfound lust for the hot dog man cloud his sense of justice and moral superiority. Interesting theory, doctor. Hot dog man smirks as he makes a grand gesture with his pipe. But is this gentleman not too dressed like a hot dog? The room all turns and stares at the young store clerk named Donald who found himself dressed in a nice tan suit, red shirt, and yellow tie. He did, whether he wanted to admit it or not, look exactly <laughs> like a hot dog. Donald might look like a hot dog, Donald nearly cries as Green comes to his defense, but you're wearing an actual hot dog costume. I see. It would appear as though the proverbial jig is up. What, it really is, Laszlo. <laughs> Once again, I fall prey to the ultimate crime of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, I refuse to make that same mistake again, so I shall bid adieu. After I grab a few of these suits and jump into that fucking totally random hot dog car and return to my mansion upon Wiener Hall. <laughs> Unfortunately, before the hot dog man could cross through the glass and enter into that play, totally random hot dog car, a ninth individual pokes their head in through the broken window. Suddenly, a tenth body joins them and confronts the hot dog man. It was the local security force for the shopping district, and clearly they had many questions about what was going on inside Mrs. Green's now-destroyed clothing shop. Oh my god, what happened here? The first man, Joey Guardsman, stated... Yes, gentlemen, you have stumbled upon quite the crime scene. 
My compatriots and me are simply trying to find the man who did this and give him a swift <laughs> kick in the hinders, as it were. God. So it's obviously this guy, right? The security guard comments with a pointed finger towards the perennial martyr himself, hot dog man. Mrs. Green merely nods in response, her head's movement practically securing the hot dog man to the gallows herself. While up, up, while up until this point, the hot dog man's temper had remained relatively mellow. He had finally had <laughs> enough and shrieks out in anger. Do I not have a name, good sir? What? Do I not have a name? Fine, Mrs. Green comments, placing a hand against the security guard, holding him back. What's your name? Well, tis human nature. Is it not? Hot Dog Man chuckles to himself as he quietly picks up a few size 34 Murano button up tops in smoky gray. <laughs> the ignorance of each other, the inherent ability of our minds to reduce a single human lifetime into simply a number. To look at one man and sum up in only three words his entire existence. This selfishness, this lack of empathy. It's what allowed men to carry their swords into war and not be driven mad when they see a man's head split upon the rocks and... But do we sit in a time of war? Nay, we sit in a time of luxury. And yet those luxuries have not increased our sense of empathy. Nay, they have become dulled. As men sit staring and blinded by the lights of ether themselves captured within their telephones. They become dull to the senses of the outside world. Ironic. A device meant to capture the world's knowledge in something smaller than a kookaburra is what leads to us being ignorant and neglecting our fellow man. Instead of smiling at a long-lost friend on a warm summer's eve, you simply send them an emoticon. Ugh. I hate this. I hate this so much. And what now? We find ourselves not even enjoying the sexual exploits of a group of individuals the way God intended. Nay, we simply view pornography upon our phones for a cheap pop of energy before lunchtime. Pornhub, Xtube, these are names that have scarred their names deeper into my mind than the name of mine own grandmother. You porn, XXN, RedTube. He continues listing the names of a numerous porn sites as he picks up a luxurious suit from Brooks Brothers and adds it to his ever-growing pile of clothing. But allow me to propose this conundrum to you, ladies and gentlemen. If you looked upon my form today and instead of seeing this hot dogged costume, you saw a rotund man with large white whiskers that poured from his cheeks nearly down to his stomach, a smile on his face, a step in his heart. Would you still take umbrage with my being here this evening? Or would you be doing God's work and spanking my bare butt balls and back? The hot dog man sighs as he tosses his clothes into the once again like fucking totally random hot dog cart that found itself idling 25% of the way into Mrs. Green's establishment. And I assume that if no other individual is willing to come forward and claim this vehicle, I shall take it for my own. 
Yeah, let's get him. The two security guards agree in unison and quickly give chase to the hot dog man who ran down the street screaming vulgarities towards the officers. It's a sad story, the tale of the hot dog man. An individual who merely was pining for justice, but instead found himself in the very claws of the system he was fighting for. You see, the truth is that no one will ever truly know what happened that day. As humans, we <laughs> like to see things tied up in nice little bows, but there was no such clarity that evening. You see, the truth is that mysteries sometimes need to remain unsolved, and sometimes the wrong man takes the fall. Just for society to tell itself the stories it wants to hear. Although now that I think about it, it was probably the hot dog man that did it. The end. I hate you. <laughs> Tim Robinson's gonna sue you. <laughs> Fuck, that was funny. <laughs> One of the greatest mysteries of all time. <laughs> Solved today. Although I will say the way you were saying at the end and then when you said unsolved, I was like, wait, shit, you know what would have been great if we, if I did a BuzzFeed unsolved? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a true. Was it <laughs> theory number four? Mrs. Peacock <laughs> with the knife in the study. <laughs> theory number five. <laughs> All right, well. it's, it's it's Ryan Bergara and instead of Shane Midday, it's just Tim Curry. <laughs> All right, well, Megan, we fixed Clue clearly in two very beautiful ways, uh, but we now got to move on to next week. But it's a celebration next week, baby, because it is the official 69th episode of Fun Fiction. Nice, 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 And nice. we aren't gonna be doing a damned thing. Instead, we're gonna be taking a look back at the last year of exciting action, exciting fun fiction, and if you want to be a part of it, just get on the Twitter, get on our Discord, and let us know what some of your favorite moments since the last time we did a Best of Compilation was. I think it starts at the Trolls.5 episode and then goes to Modern Day. So let us know what you'd like to see, and maybe it'll make it into the episode next Contemporary fun fiction. Yes, the 69th <laughs> spectacular coming to you live next week. Sexy, yeah. Sound, sound off. We will, uh, we will, yeah. Yeah, and then I, 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 I contributed. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then I, we may actually do a guest episode after that. I still have to work things out, but we may have a guest after that. Get ready. But until next time, where can people find you on the Wadsworth? They can find me bottling the way that I often do. <laughs> Once I, you know, you know what unlocked him for me, by the way, during the fiction was realizing he sounds a lot fucking sillier than I thought. <laughs> I was like, mm, what, why isn't it coming? Oh, I'm not going far enough. <laughs> yeah, no. L Laszlo is just a step on the ladder to Tim Curry. <laughs> Uh, but also, it doesn't help what you're saying because, like, basketed ball, which just lends itself to, to, Laszlo. to the yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Meg underscore Danger, where I tweet sometimes, or uh, on Tumblr 
where I can't remember my URL ever. You'd think I'd look it up before one of these episodes. It's either megdanger.tumblr.com or megandanger.tumblr.com. I'll fuck remember. You'll figure it out. It's great. You can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O, and check out the other podcasts. You like wrestling. The other, the, the other what now? Podcasts. <laughs> JWF if you like fictional wrestling, Fight Boys if you like real wrestling, and The Weird if you like ghosts. <laughs> if you like tabletop RPG adventures. Do you like this bullshit? Imagine if we <laughs> added a third. <laughs> we saw your bullshit from across the bar, and we really like your vibe. Would you like to join our podcast as a third? <laughs> I don't know where that one went. <laughs> that, that was someone else by the end. Yeah, join the weird.com. That's the website where you can listen to the show where me and Megan are the secret agents, and we hunt ghosts and ghoulies. I can't. <laughs> Thank you to Best Day for the music that lets you know that this is happening now and you're a part of it. And the music that lets you know that you're being released. The music that lets you know we're sorry. <laughs> if you like it, you can hear more things like it at SoundCloud.com slash Best hyphen day or searching Best Day on music and pick up that merchandise merch.aloadofpurebs.com you want a shirt that will probably get taken down off t public when someone realizes it exists that's right these are limited exclusive drops because we don't know how long they're gonna last on there <laughs> they're limited till scotty gets caught i wore my hawk babadook shirt in in portland yes absolutely i love like when you know someone's looking at your shirt because they're like trying to read it or something and then they kind of move on but like they just linger (laughs) make it make sense it's like when you hear the uh when you hear the videos they're like this is what english sounds like to a non-native speaker except that's just the shirt (laughs) this is what english looks like to a non-native speaker (laughs) would you like the visual representation of having a stroke (laughs) Head to merch.aloadofps.com. <laughs> yeah, and uh, also, if you want to support the show, you can at patreon.com slash loadofbs, and you get special content, like early access to this show. As soon as it gets edited, it gets thrown onto Patreon, while the rest of you, you have to wait till next Thursday, like a punk bitch. Naughty children must wait to get their fun fiction. <laughs> Please, sir. Please, sir. Can I have some more fun fiction? No. How can you have your fiction if you've not eaten your pudding? (laughs) I like that because it implies meat is out of the equation. You have to eat a tub of chocolate pudding to listen to our show. I I don't want to eat any more pudding. There are no podcasts for you. No podcasts without your pudding. We don't need no answers. <laughs> <laughs>